Welcome back to the Agent Pro Podcast. This is your go-to resource for real estate agents looking to take their career and life to the next level with actionable ideas and expert insights. I'm Jeff Thibodeau here with my co-host Cameron Gray. Today, we're going to be talking about beating the algorithm, some tips and tricks specifically for real estate agents. This is episode two in our real estate content success series. We're going 15 episodes here and we're sharing the complete playbook for using social media platforms to grow your business. We're starting at content creation, curation, engagement strategies, and beyond. Uh, we're going to be covering everything you know, need to know, sorry, to build a successful online presence and connect with your target audience. So grab your notepad, get ready. This is episode we are diving deep into the algorithms. Let's get started. Uh, welcome back, Cameron. Um, first of all, let's start real at the basic level. Pretend I don't even know what the word algorithm means. What are we talking about here today? Uh, so I don't know if I'm the I don't know if I'm the right person to ask from a uh, maybe for simplifying the algorithm. But an algorithm to me is like a content curator. So like an algorithm won't know what to spit out if it isn't optimized. So an algorithm is basically um, how how would you explain it? It's like almost like a library of content or how would you even explain the algorithm because i can yeah i mean i go even deeper because i i mean 20 years ago i went to school to be a computer programmer so, so this you was explain even before. it and then i'll simplify it awesome okay so an algorithm is basically just a mathematical equation right and in, in what we're talking about here in, in social media sense when you hear the word algorithm what they're talking about is how the platform is deciding what piece of content to show you next and i'll, I'll add here this this part may not make sense right away. But if you think about it, like a newspaper or even a television channel, they've got their lineup planned for days, right? The newspaper prints an entire thing. So when you flip to the next page, the articles are already there. When you're scrolling on a social media platform, the post below your phone, the one you can't see doesn't exist yet. It's live deciding what to show you next as you're scrolling. And this is fairly new technology just in the last few years on these platforms. It used to be a situation where if I followed Cameron Gray, then every time Cameron Gray posted, I would see a chronological feed of everybody that I followed their last post. And the platforms all have switched over the last few years because of the amount of content coming in. So the, every one of these platforms is using some kind of mathematical formula ranking based on all kinds of factors, which I'm sure we'll touch on today, but it's, it's how that your newsfeed is built. And then if we're thinking of this as a creator, we got to think, well, how do I understand these algorithms so that when I create something, it actually shows up in somebody else's newsfeed because right now organic reach is at an all time low, right? Uh, if I post something that maybe 10% of my organic friends will see it, if I'm not optimizing for the algorithm, I don't have high quality content. So that's that's how I'd come at it. This deep understanding that your newsfeed is being live created and every single person on the platform's newsfeed is totally different. And this algorithm, this, this machine of mathematical equations is trying to figure out what should I show Cameron next? What should I show Jeff next to keep him entertained and engaged on the platform? Yeah. So uh, that's really, really good. And I think for me, like, so the algorithm, when they switched to an algorithm, well, more, a more personalized focused algorithm. Like, so I think like we're in th like 3.0 version of algorithms right now for social. Um, Cause it's like a psych, there's a psychology that goes into the algorithm as well. So just to add to a point, I'm kind of curious as to how the, 
social casino slash algorithm works. But basically when you are like all the time, I'll watch a piece of content and then five minutes later, I'll be like, oh, I want to go watch that video again and save it. And I'll scroll back and I'll go back like 10 videos and it might still be there. But if I am to refresh a feed or switch the feed and close it, it refreshes it. So I feel like it's like constantly guessing the next 16 videos. And then based on how you engage with those 16 videos, it predicts the next 16 or next eight. Because like if you scroll through, like sometimes I'll lose that video, but sometimes I'll be like, oh, I should really go back and save that video. And I'll literally go back like 10 videos. And I'm like, how the hell was I so focused on that one video? But I go back, save it. Like me going back to that one video is telling that algorithm, like I am a huge interested consumer of that piece of content. So that for that piece of algorithm with that, I guess, creator is going to target me so much in the future i think that's kind of how the how, the way that i think about the algorithm and like also with the whole chat gpt and like ai space as you start creating more content you understand how an algorithm works i feel like the way that i'm curating messages and curating the way that i'm talking to people in my audience now that i know my target audience like i'm able to create a better message when putting it out to the right people and i know how to like go and pick who I really want to be talking to in real life based upon who my target audience is. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think you, you went kind of deep. We maybe went from like 101 <laughs> to, to like 1001 in one sentence there. And so let, let's come back a level and, and try to understand how, how does the algorithm, and again, when we say the algorithm, we're talking about a group. So every platform has its own algorithm and it works a little bit differently, but they have some things in common, which are every platform wants to keep you on the platform. And they want to do that by providing you the most engaging content for you. So what it's trying to do is decide, what do I show Jeff next? What do I show Cameron next? So that they don't leave and, and quit out of Instagram and quit out of Facebook. Now, there's lots of ways that they're going to rank that. In, in your experience, let's just maybe bat a few back and forth, but what are kind of the top things that the algorithm, and by the way, we don't know, nobody knows, unless you're in one of these engineering teams, and they're also constantly tweaking the algorithms, but a lot of the big ones are pretty public. So um, what are some of the things that the algorithm is looking for in a piece of content to say, hey, this is good, show it to more people? Mm -hmm. So like I found there's a couple of things that will get you to be thrown on the algorithm and then there's some things that will shadow ban you as well. So I kind of love to be able to go into both of them with you. So like I've noticed that if you can get a lot of saves on your content, so people are clicking that little bookmark button on the bottom right hand of your post, that means that people are saving it to be watched later. This means that Instagram knows that this person is going to come back to the platform at some point or open up a setting just to find a piece of content about you. So if one person has done that, if it can find the right audience to put it in front of again, it's going to get the same sort of response. So like the way that the algorithm works, think about ChatGPT. If you give it the right input, it's going to give you a perfect response. So if you can give the right piece of content into the social platform and the algorithm knows who to put in front of, it's going to continuously do that. So saves is the biggest one that I really know as well as sends. So if you're sending it to a friend or you're sending it from a text to a friend within the platform is huge. So um, make content that's very shareable. So if your target audience has a community 
make community-based content because they're going to send it maybe once, twice, three or four times. Like I send a video to three or four different people at a time. That's kind of what you want to be focused on doing. Creating content that creates engagement in the comment section as well as sending you a message. So like I'm creating videos right now saying, here are three tips on how to write this, blah, blah, blah. If you guys want a full blog post, comment down below this word and send me a message. Right away, the algorithm knows that this video was saved. They probably follow me now. They've commented on this video and have sent me a message. So if you can get them to do those, the comment, sending you a message, sharing or saving the video right away, you're going to start getting an increased um, growth on the algorithm. They're going to test you a lot more. So like something that we do is we manufacture on brand new accounts sometimes if we were targeting using drop shipping or if we're targeting a specific audience we'll manufacture comments to create like um problems in the comment section so say we were this is back in the shopify days say we made clothing for dogs somebody would we would say hey post a pic of your dog we want to see it and then we would make another fake account and we would comment your dog's ugly and what that would what would happen is it would create five other people to respond back to that and change it. So if you can just create a lot of engagement on your platform, the algorithm is going to favor you. But don't use things that you know the algorithm doesn't like too. So there's certain keywords or certain people you could talk about where you'll get shadow banned. So I'm not even going to mention the name, but there's a big influencer right now. He's in jail. If you use him in your hashtag or you just talk about him in your content, you're instantly shadow banned from the platform. Your content is going to be hidden from the masses. So you really, really want to watch a certain virus for the last two years that if you mentioned it, your content, you could be down regulated. Exactly. So before we get to. Yeah. So that's why we're not saying these words. Uh, and you'll notice other creators are avoiding them, too, unless they're purposely trying to create controversy. But um, I feel like your coffee kicked in camera because you went a mile a minute there. So I'm going to try to slow Sorry it down. <laughs> no, it's all good. There's so much value in that one sentence. I, what I heard you say was we want to make our content so that people actually engage with it. And in, in simpler terms, play with it, touch it, right? Like button, so that yeah. means, yeah, hit the like button, hit the hit the save button. And, and many of us that if we're from an older generation, some of these buttons we don't use as much, but think about that little, that little uh, paper airplane, that's you sending, you're like taking a public video and you're sending it to someone privately in a DM and you're saying, hey, watch this. To the algorithm, that's like, whoa, like this must be a really good video. Someone's going to take the time to direct message it to someone else. The save um, is a function. And I, I did a kind of a poll at the last talk I did and said, how many people use the save? And I was surprised not that many hands came up. It must have been a more mature audience, right? Because really? even, yeah, I was like, I would have thought it was through the roof. Um, so the save function, maybe a lot of people don't even know that it exists on these platforms. But you can, if you like a video and you want to come back to it later, um, you can hit this save and it goes into kind of a saved folder and, and back in the in your profile, you can open them up and rewatch them. So this is a great place if you are a creator to save stuff that you want to try to like make your own version of or use for inspiration. But you think the platform saying, whoa, this person wanted to hold on to this, not just scroll by and watch it once. Um, the other two that I'm going to add to the, the mix here uh, is watch time, right? So it's like if someone actually watches your whole piece of content from beginning to end, you know, the average scroll is like one to three seconds. So if you can get them past three seconds, especially on like a platform like TikTok, maybe it's a little bit longer expectation on a platform like YouTube. But watch time, watch all the way to the end or the video loops and plays a second time. That's ranking your content up. And the other little hidden one 
that is a little more old school, but it is the two-way relationship. So if you've ever noticed, like if you do a new friend request to somebody, then all of a sudden their content is at the top of your newsfeed. Or if you start DMing with someone and then all of a sudden old stuff of theirs is all of a sudden at the top of your newsfeed. So it is ranking relationships. And this goes back to our uh, last episode about building that audience and that keeping those relationships and engagement going. Because if you are having a two-way relationship, you're liking somebody else's content, you're DMing them all the time, you seem to be actual friends on the platform, the algorithm will push your content into each other's feeds uh, as long as you keep engaging with it. So we had watch time, engagement, saves and shares, relationships. Was there anything else that plays into the, hey, this so is I a add piece of content? I want to add two points into there. So just like a little hack. So like if you can make yeah. shorter content for loopable purposes, like so Instagram, one minute is your target. TikTok, 30 seconds is your target timing to be hitting. YouTube is anywhere from a minute to three minutes you can be creating content. In the short form content area, under a minute is the goal, but the longer form video is that. And Spotify is unlimited. To add to that, you can literally cut videos in half now because people are auto-playing instead of watching. You could take the start of the video and add it to your end of your video, and now it's creating a seamless loop. So people really don't know where the video starts, so they'll find they're endlessly watching it now. Another point to what Jeff had said about the saved, I think this is really going to change your thought process on what you're going to start saving, Jeff, because I used to use the saved feature for how you, you use it, but I stopped doing uh -oh. it because I learned how the algorithm was actually using the saved feature. <laughs> but the saved, me, feature, the saved feature is actually being used to teach your personal algorithm the types of content you want to be consuming. So when I save a ton of motivational content, all I'm getting is the exact same person in my algorithm all of the time with that same types of content. So now me personally, I'm not saving types of content I want to be creating. I'm saving types of content that I actually like seeing all the time, the motivational stuff, the types of content that I want to be seeing because right away my reels algorithm is spitting that type of content right out at me. So only really save the stuff you want to be consuming. Because right. now you're teaching so an interesting point exactly what you want. On that is like back to the the algorithm is if you don't like what's in your newsfeed, take a long look at what you're engaging with, right? Make sure like ignore stuff you don't like. Just scroll right on past. Don't be one of these people that's putting negative comments Haters. on things. If you're a hater, the algorithm will literally just show you more stuff you don't like. Like yeah. it doesn't know. It, it's just it's not reading your comments. It's just saying, oh, this person commented on this. This person's getting into a back and forth with this person. Give them more. So you should really... Uh, take a minute and think, okay, I'm going to start double tapping, saving, commenting on things that I want to see more of, people that I like, and the algorithm will respond very quickly. Yeah, it's getting um, very dangerous. Like, I don't want to go too far into it, but like TikTok right now is in a big debate because they think the algorithm is targeting younger individuals with specific types of content, but it's because these younger people are consuming these pieces of content for longer pieces of time that the algorithm is automatically targeting them with more content like this. And because of people in general with human beings, like when you see something that you don't like, you are going to watch it a couple of times. I do it all of the time. Like if I'm jealous of something, I'm going to watch it to try to become more like that, if that makes sense. And that's why the algorithm shoots it back at you. So just pass by it or literally click on it, say, don't show me content like this again. That's a button. And realize that your audience might be doing the same. So we don't want to be, you know, if you do get a negative comment, just ignore those people. Don't feel like you got to get into a flame war. It's almost like if you, if somebody gives you a negative comment or something silly on your stuff, don't let that slow you down. Um, actually think about it like, 
hey man, <laughs> you're actually helping. Like you don't have to say this to them, but you think it, you see the guy like leave something silly or some weird comment. You're like, you literally just helped me, even though. Reach out think... and be nice in the DMs. You're, you'll convert them. Yeah. I have so many people who say, oh, this is so bad. This is so bad. And I'll be like, hey buddy, how's it going? And I'll call them and now we're friends. Cause they're like, wow, right? you're not actually bad. They, they, they want to be. And it's friend. like a lot. Knows. Yeah. It's a lot harder to be mean to a real person than it is an internet person yeah for sure um we've already like gone i think way too deep <laughs> this is could have been a whole episode we could cut it here so i want to get through some of the questions i had for you um here, here's one that it's like okay where do we balance between uh i struggle with this one what i want to create and what i want to do for my audience versus pandering to the algorithm and just making it clickbaity or make it like this guy, or this is what's working. You know, you'll be like, Jeff, do it like this. And I'll be like, ah, that's not me. So how do you, how do we find that balance of our authentic message, our authentic quality with, but also we got to play by the algorithms rules. Where, where do you find that balance in, in your content, Cameron? So I think um, with me, like, so I've been creating content for over 13 years now. So it's just a different perspective. Like I create content about content so i can create content about anything i want to but when i'm talking to realtors like i have to talk to them and let them know like is this something you truly enjoy do you want to be a realtor like are you just doing this to make money because if you're doing this to make money it's not going to last because in a perfect world as a real estate agent i would tell you if you like playing video games go make content about video games because you're going to enjoy it way more and you're still going to get business from it Start creating content about something you're actually passionate about. The reason why I truly think that I enjoy creating my content all the time is because I was looking for somebody exactly like me when I was first starting out. So that's my motivation is it's that next video. It's that next video. It's that next video that I always dreamt of. So there's going to be some 14, 15 year old kid who's going to reach out to me in the future saying, Hey Cam, love this content. Like I already have that happening to me now. Like people are joining the team just from consuming our content. And that's what motivates me to continue to do it. But like focus right at the start, test everything you enjoy doing and only keep the things like when I make my balance chart, it's what gets views and did I enjoy doing it? Cause if I didn't enjoy doing it, but it got a lot of views, I'm not going to focus on it. If I can find something that got a mediocre amount of views and I really enjoy doing it, that's what I'm going to focus on because the audience will come. I just have to build it. Yeah. I love that. Like it's, it's like you don't have to, but you do have to pander to the algorithm a little bit. Right. And what, what the way I think about it, um, seeing all these changes over time too, like I, I made a whole video, you were actually my videographer for this training where I was talking about having to force myself into this more short form content. I much prefer this. You know, us, you know, we're, we're like almost 20 minutes in and we barely got through our first question. This is what I like creating, but the algorithm doesn't want this as much anymore, right? I can't post this video on Instagram or on TikTok and hope it performs. So the idea of creating it in the format versus the content, right? So you can keep your content. What you're talking about can be the same, but we have to adjust to the format that the, the platform's asking for. And that becomes their creative challenge. So you don't think, oh, I got to... You know, if, you, if you're not into doing uh, lip sync and dance videos, it doesn't mean you have to to win, but you do have to be able to try to take your topic and get it across in 60 seconds or have an engaging hook at the beginning or bring a call to action or get your editing choppier, right? You have to respond to the tactics that the algorithm is asking for the format while staying true to your topic and content. And that's where your passion is and like where your authenticity is, is the way I see it. Yeah, like to add to that, I think the reason why I'm a trendsetter when it comes to this space is just because I'm a really good 
person at stealing ideas from others. So like when I steal ideas, I'm stealing ideas from the gaming niche. I'm stealing ideas from the like movie niche, things that realtors aren't even consuming. So when I'm able to pull like all of these like animated texts in, like we were doing this back in 2012 in Grand Theft Auto trolling videos. So we would literally just, it made for comedy style content. So you just have to think like, what engaged you in the past? How can I involve this into my content? And then like to add to that, like just like a daily job, like if you find something you love, you will never work a day in your life. So just figure out something that you really like doing and just double down on that and figure out the format to create it in. Yeah, I think I'll, I'm going to pivot to our wrap up question for this because we've already we, we kind of <laughs> just bounced all over the place. But I think we covered most of what I wanted to already in this episode. But this is you're talking about how do we stay relevant? And I love that you talked about, OK, I'm getting my inspiration from watching all kinds of other topics like you don't necessarily sit down and watch other, um, you know, digital media agency owners. I don't necessarily sit and watch other real estate agents. We're watching other people in other industries and we're taking that format and thinking, how can I apply the topic I love through this type of style, style. through this format? Or, yeah, how can, I, how can I take what they did and, and tell my story or give a house tour in the style of this guy's like video game review or whatever, right? And, and that's a really cool way to think about it. I think you just have to be more creative of a thinker. I think a lot of people are doing it already. Like think about your famous speakers or the the people you are reading online. You're an emulation of them. Like right now, like I'm listening to a lot of Alan Watts content. I've noticed that the things that I talk about are a little bit more relaxed now because that's the personality he is and I'm not even realizing I'm doing it. So just find the people that you really engage with. There's a reason it's working. It's engaging you well. Now take those ideas. Don't steal them. And just mimic it in a way and see how you can see if it converts with your audience. That's the biggest thing. Um, and then just continue doing what you love all the time. Yeah. And I think it's okay too to, to try a bunch of different stuff. This is something that uh, if you watch what I'm doing, uh, especially when, when I shoot with you, like some days we'll do four different scenes. We'll try different styles. We'll uh, I'll come home and shoot some of my own content, even though I'm shooting professional content with you. And I'm just like throwing it all up. And, and it's a mix of, hey, what worked? And also, what did I like creating? And then you take that as a round of market research for yourself and go and make the next round of content. So it's it's back to that idea of not having to have it all figured out and roadmapped, but actually just getting in there and playing and making the fact that it's changing and growing all the time part of the fun of it. It's not boring. We got to make 100 videos of the same thing. It's actually like leaning into the creative fun part of that. You should embrace that these platforms are changing and the algorithms are changing. And that means you're going to get a new challenge and you're going to have more creative content in the future. Mm -hmm. 100%. Like, so YouTube content, I went from making 30 minute videos to 10 minute videos to now 30 second videos. And now I'm making movies in 45 seconds, comedy skits I'm going back to. So it's like, it's an always, it's, it's, it's just a cycle. Um, and just figuring out how to make a new version of this cycle, for example, and how to make your spin off of it. Well, I think that's a great place to wrap this episode. I'm sure we could probably talk for months about the algorithm. There's so much in it, and maybe we'll have a super deep dive for those of you that are already content creators. Um, but we got to get on to the next episode. So we hope you found this information we shared today valuable. And I know it's going to help you take your social media presence to the next level. 
understand what the algorithm is and that if you want to play in 2023, you're going to have to learn a little bit of this and pander to it because the algorithm is choosing what everybody is seeing. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode or anything else you see us doing, we'd love to hear from you. Just reach out to us on your preferred platform. Just search us out, Jeff Thibodeau or Cameron Gray on any social media platform. And don't forget to subscribe and tune into our next episode. We're going to be diving into a fundamental topic finding your focus, figuring out what it is that you talk about online, because this is super important in terms of training the algorithm. So until then, keep creating and we'll catch you on episode three. Thanks a lot. See you later.